0: Hey, friends, and welcome to Season 3 of Quit Your Day Job. I am your host, Alicia Fernandez-Miranda. In this podcast, you'll learn all about the fascinating jobs that people do, some that you might never have even heard of, as you contemplate your own possibilities. I started this podcast because I've always been fascinated by jobs. I even quit my own day job to spend a year as an intern, and you can read all about it in my new book, My What If Year?, It's out now and can be bought everywhere books are sold. Or head over to my website, aliciafmiranda.com, for more info. In these times of quiet quitting and great resignations and loud quitting or whatever, I think more people than ever want to follow their passion. Everyone on this podcast has, and I encourage you to do the same. Bonjour, everybody. Today, I am taking you on a magical tour of that well-known wine region of Wales, United Kingdom. Seriously, though, I am so happy to be interviewing today James Kinsey Jones and Susan Holtham, who are the founders of Vineyard Rocks, a small-scale, low-intervention vineyard and secluded boutique holiday cottage in Wales. James and Susan were living and working in London. James is a scientist and Susan at a sustainable food and drink startup. She is also, by the way, an incredible baker. When they decided to move to the sheep farm that was bought by James's great-grandfather in 1910, they escaped the city, planted their first half acre of grapes in 2017, and never looked back. Although they did have a bit of a run-in with some sheep, as you'll hear, on this wonderful and delightful chat. Guys, I am so, so excited to show you the lives of my very good friends, James and Susan. James and Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having (laughs) us. Thank you for agreeing to this. I feel like you probably couldn't have said no, but also this is fun, right? We get to catch up. It's been a little while. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's always good to be recorded during a catch-up, so...
0: (laughs) Exactly. That way, anything you say can and will be held against (laughs) you. Don't worry, we already complained about our children before we started recording, so now this is just the important business part of the
1: conversation. It was just several minutes of us saying how much we love them.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's what it was, guys, if you're listening. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) I I actually have recorded podcast episodes with both Theo and Lola. They have requested to be interviewed on my podcast. I I have not shared them with the world, but they are pretty funny, actually.
1: (laughs) Were they quitting their day jobs as well? Yeah, Yeah, I was like,
0: Um, I I mean, I think they'd like to if they're option. I'm like, what's your average day like? They're like, well, wake up, go to school.
1: Bust around like
0: actually that is kind of a dream job i think i'd go back and do that in <laughs> but we digress so we are here to talk about making wine moving to the country living your best lives you guys are basically a netflix series waiting to happen so this is going to be great as usual we are going to start out with a quick round of this or that are you ready ready yes all yeah. right question one bottle of red or bottle of white red red Wow. Okay. That was quick. Or red people. <laughs> Always. Like even in the even in warm weather. I say 90% of the year, like you said at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say say in warm weather, I I probably switch to beer. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> like white then. Chris White. Yeah. Nice sunny day. I'll definitely have. Are you guys making only red wine? Or are you doing red and white? What's part of your staple uh, of wine? Yeah,
1: both really. Yeah, both red and white. But given the climate. Where we are in 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 Wales, um, I say predominantly white. Warm uh, sunny Wales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a well known uh, wine region. Um, yeah, so so yeah, it, I mean the climate and conditions probably lend itself more to sort of white and sparkling wines than than the big fat heavy red wines that don't that you can't grow in Britain yet. So okay.
0: well, I mean, so that just goes to show you the extent of my knowledge about growing <laughs> wine, which is exactly why we need to have this call so I can learn about it. All right, very good. Well, ship all your white wine to me. I'll have yes. it. Okay, question to London or the metropolis, the metropolis that is Y. Very tricky. No. I mean, That's tricky.
1: at this moment, hay on Y. but, you know, during my 20s and 30s, that uh, London.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, sweet spot would be, we're not answering these questions very easily for you. Like a sweet spot would be like London, London occasionally country. Most of the time I'd say that would be, that would be a lovely thing, but
0: for now, yeah,
2: country, country for sure.
0: We're going to talk a bit about that. Cause I really want to hear how I, at, we met in living in the city. We were all living in London and that's when we met. And so you guys have always been such city people to me. So I'm very excited to dig more into your country transition. Okay. Question three pub or club. Pub. Uh, Mm, what uh, you're such dance floor legends i thought for sure you were gonna say club yeah. both both of you both it. of you are pretty amazing on the dance floor <laughs> perhaps <laughs> there'll be a video no, no, we can like, share yeah, alongside yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, the surface video yeah yeah
0: again when you're a bit younger the pub, the the
1: pub with the dance floor then
0: yeah exactly there we go all right that's the winner that's the yeah, winner yeah. yeah favorite season spring or autumn.
2: Ooh. spring spring yeah
0: yeah is that yeah. is there like i imagine there's like a cyclical time to the wine well, I mean, what actually, are you doing in the spring time? Ben- yeah.
1: for, 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 they're, they're both sort of stressful times of year in the vineyard. In neither yeah <laughs> so neither winter actually is quite good because the vines aren't really doing anything so, so nothing can go wrong nothing can go wrong so in the spring you're, you're like you're forever paranoid about spring frosts because they're very sensitive. The vines start to uh, wake wake up then, and then they become very sensitive to frosts. Um, oh God! So mm-hmm. April May, you're sort of like you know pouring over the weather endlessly and just like praying it doesn't frost. And then in the autumn, it's sort of harvest time. So you're kind of endlessly sort of checking the grapes to just to see whether, whether they're sufficiently ripe to pick. So it, either side is kind of you know a bit str- a bit of sort of stressful in the vineyard but in the spring you don't know what's going to happen it could it could be brilliant that seems so scary in the autumn it could have all gone wrong already so you know
0: oh god i see like i can imagine you with like an almanac being like what's it gonna be like tomorrow i'd probably be better better tool to help us (laughs) amazing and my final question is not a this or that it's just a general question you can include wine in this but it doesn't have to be wine what is your favorite drink of choice also it doesn't have to be alcoholic but like What's your drink of choice? It's oh, a
1: really good question. I mean, I, I drink huge amounts of coffee, so I mean, also same- my
0: drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> <That> sounds,
1: <laughs> sensibly, you know, you don't sound like a complete booze hound if I say yeah, I really like hoppy IPAs, which I do. But um, yeah, I think most of the time I'll have a coffee. I think I like a green
2: a green tea mm. or a green martini. One no. of the, one of those two, if anyone. A green tea origin, a Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either one of those, I'd say I'd be very happy any time yeah. of day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fabulous. You guys passed the, this or that round. Well done. Not too yeah. bad, right?
1: It's all right. All good. Not, yeah. not too painful.
0: <laughs> so I want you to take us through your journey. So when we, as I said before, you know, we met, James, you're working in science in London. Susan, you're working for a food and drink startup, also an amazing baker. And now, flash forward, 2023, here we are. And you are out in the countryside making wine. You've got this beautiful holiday cottage. So catch catch everybody up on your story. Tell us your story.
1: I guess, shall I, shall I start? Yeah, you can start. Well, I, I, I guess it starts with where I grew up, which is here. So I grew up on a farm in, in mid-Wales, and my dad is a sheep farmer. And then I think by the time I got a bit older, I realized probably sheep farming, it looked incredibly hard. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, my God. And
0: sheep sheep do smell.
1: they smell smell a beer and they're they're relentlessly stupid they just like they're incredibly good at killing themselves so they're (laughs) like if there's any opportunity to die they will and uh, that's that's that and i I think it just my brother went up to london the year before me and i I kept going up as a you know 17 year old and this this is amazing because like where i grew up it's just a house and a farm and a load of fields so Sort of like mind-boggling to go into a city, like, <laughs> like everything that's happening there. So, so, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Sort of then, I, then I went to, to university in London, and um, sort of stayed there for you know, pretty much twenty years or eighteen years, I think. But yeah, started off with at, 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 my, my background was in biochemistry, and then ended up yeah do, doing a PhD in neuroendocrinology and bumming around as a as a research scientist, and then kind of segued into o- other sort of what they so called t- translational science or science uh, spin and and working in biotechs etc. But I think I think I always knew at some point I wanted to come back. But it was it was trying to hard in a way to 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 find or justify it or find like a good reason to come back. Mm. Um, but in the middle of all of that sort of bumming around London, I met Susan.
2: Hello. Hello. <laughs> um,
1: and then um, yeah, and then I guess. We're both at points in our career that I think it's a sort of inflection point where you're probably well for us anyway. For me in my mid thirties, Susan, you know, very early thirties, indeed. Yeah, where you're like um, you either sort of you know double down on your your life in the city and and you know if you're going to have your family there and and pursue your career to the sort of nth degree, then you know you you really have to commit. Or I think we kind of felt that there was a That was the moment maybe to make a decision to 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 do something different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it came at a good point, really. Yeah, I've never I've never lived outside the M25 before. Yeah, you're a city
0: girl, like born. That was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: So yeah, obviously been we, you know, in the in all the spare time we had pre-children, we were lucky enough to travel with work and you know, travel internationally, and then just happen to, you know, go to vineyards as part of our, you know, fun thing to do on holidays. Like we, we'd end up kind of like pensioners' holidays a yeah. bit.
1: It's just if
2: there's a busload of pensioners, then we're like, you guys made, made it. it. Yeah. Yeah. On, a, on
1: average, the the youngest people on any holiday. Yeah. Ever. So just like, just like, why is everyone in, is the in their sixties? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know whether that uh, we weren't co- conscious. I don't think at that point about starting our own vineyard, but I think we both really love food and drink. My my previous role, like I used to work in museums and galleries, and then as you mentioned, um, used to bake cakes because amazing cakes. cakes, baking and making things, and then that led to working for the uh, food and drink startup that had a real focus on sustainability and transparency and connecting producers with consumers. So I'd visit farms. I get to know farmers in a way that I hadn't ever done in my life, outside of your parents, <laughs> you know. So it's, and uh, I think it came at a time where I kind of got a, a handle as to like the issues with the way that you know food is marketed and sold, and you know shipped around the country, and uh, just all many many issues to do with the environment and uh, food production. And the, the idea of like having our ownership over our own project of something that we love, i.e. wine, and just having a go and doing something, you know, that we didn't really know how it's going to turn out sounded quite fun.
0: Did it happen? Was there sort of a point like something big happened and you were like, now it's time to go? Or do you feel like it had been building up over time to kind of make this big change?
1: I think, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I never really thought about it specifically, but like you mentioned that. I think I, I I didn't get offered a permanent role in my last job in London. I was like, well, you. <laughs> I'll, Time uh, to go. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: right, right, I mean, they did actually uh, end up doing that. And um, so, but I, th- I think I was like, well, we can really start thinking about something different. And then, uh, yeah, I don't quite know. I think I'd always sort of like loosely thought, and we've got like one one field that's kind of like, like a really nice south-facing slope. And I was like, mm, I could try maybe plant a the vineyard there. And started, um, yeah, just just kind of like I just said to you, wasn't it? What, what yeah. About, what about that? What about
2: what about planting a big plant of vineyard? On an eve in the flat, yeah, one what day What, randomly? what about planting a plant of
1: vineyard in Wales? Yeah. And he, uh, surprisingly, he said, yeah. yeah I <laughs> and then, then I kind of mentioned it to my dad. It's like, yeah, well, maybe we we could plant a vineyard. And then I thought he's just gonna, be, you're an idiot <laughs> in Wales <buy> <laughs> But he was, uh, he was like, well, I've always thought that was a good idea. He's he's always ama- amazingly had that idea just before, before he- you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always thought that would be a good idea. Yeah. So so we um was like, all right, okay. Uh, well, I guess I guess we should probably do that then. And then we just sort of started planning towards doing that. And obviously, if you have to if you plant a vineyard somewhere, you should probably live, you know, within 170 miles of it. Right. Probably. Um, <laughs>
0: at some point. At then. some Best point. Best case yeah. scenario. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah yeah just like yeah plant it and then come back and pick the grapes in five years time so. <laughs> isn't that how yeah. it
0: works yeah. Oh, yeah
1: so um, I think I think then that was kind of like the the moment then we obviously make that decision to do that and then I guess planning our lives to then sort of shift out move out of London and then move to like mid mid Wales then to, to sort of kick things off we yeah so
2: that's yeah it did it did also coincide with having family as well like having kids like we could have had kids in london that would have been fine but Mm -hmm. i think we were conscious of like probably have to be really into our day jobs a bit more right (laughs) to you know fulfill everything that comes with having family and Kids and stuff. Like our flat was a decent size, but probably not. Neither. Probably would have felt a bit to
1: move, out. get a big mortgage, blah, blah blah. Quite quickly,
2: yeah. It's all that boring stuff. Yeah. Kind of just felt a bit intimidating, so I just thought let's skip this.
1: Also, let's like I, this well. I, I think I was sort of slightly allergic to the concept of yeah. like moving to the suburbs or commuting into London. Just mm-hmm. like I was. I, I, I'm a bit binary. It's either you live in the countryside or you live uh, in the middle of a city.
0: Actually, so tell us about the actual vineyard. Like, give me your kind of overview.
1: Um, So I guess, like, I guess, go through the sort of chronology. I guess, like, so we we planted initially. We planted not, and we're not very big. That's let's put that out. We're kind of a bit, you know doing it all ourselves because typically a lot of a lot of people who start a vineyard have have already made all their money and then they go and start a vineyard yeah. so we're doing it the other way around so we, we have no money and then we're obviously we're going to make all our money with with, with viticulture <laughs> so because that's easy to do and um, yeah so we we started in 2017 uh, by planting just uh, 800 vines and it it really was kind of a, a smallish number because we didn't really know whether it's going to work because right Everything I read said, uh, d- don't bother, because um, we're, we're essentially too high. <laughs> no. So in Britain, like, they say like the limit for viticulture is about 150 metres above sea level. Like <laughs> the lowest point on our farm is about 250. So we're already... A little bit, of, higher. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> higher. a little bit higher. Just a little bit, higher. yeah. <laughs> um, so they typically, it's we're kind of like at, at the edge, at the sort of boundary of what's possible really in, in, in viticulture. I did like notionally engage a consultant, uh, a vineyard consultant, who, who'd probably just say, "Don't bother." But you know, I just do it anyway. I right? Think. <laughs> well, we just wanted to do it, so it's just like, so yeah. Eight
0: hundred vines is going to net you like what ballpark in terms of volume of like, wine? If it I all goes well,
1: it all mm. goes well. Those first eight hundred, you, you know, theoretically, fifteen to sixteen hundred bottles. Okay. So you know, that's that's you know, maybe two around. I mean, it's, it all varies. To be honest, if you get a, you get a lot of frost in the, in in the spring, you could have zero bottles, or mm. you could, have, you know, a very good year. It could be more, could be less. Uh, but that's kind of like ballpark what, what we'd be shooting for. So yeah, we had that initial planting, and then it went okay. They they grew quite well. And we were still living in London, so I was kind of commuting back to just kind of tend to them. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we so we would.
0: Oh God, we, we,
1: were, we were commuting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> and then so then we moved we moved then in 2018 so obviously would be a bit bit closer to them and, and then Susan was pregnant at the time and we had uh, our first son that summer in 2018 and yeah it was just like just poodling along because I guess probably from from planting through to like your first little harvest it's about three years and then to really wow having so- yeah it takes ages yeah. it takes so long so so like and and then you are really you know then probably from year four to year 10 it's kind of slowly increasing year 10 onwards you're probably in sort of your you know maximum production so it's not it's not a quick and easy no indeed oh <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> plant some vines and next year it'll be wine time yeah, um, it, yeah. it's
2: definitely a long-term plan isn't it? yeah it's like it's, a long-term
1: game yeah. yeah and yeah so it all, it's all going quite well and then in 2019, I got like a I was I was uh, and the other thing we, we still still actually had sort of day jobs at that that time. Wow I was, I was at work and then I got like a really like panicked call from my dad. I was like, have, what's wrong? have you had a fall? Is it mother? What's going on? <laughs> and it turns out my some sheep had broken into the vineyard. Not <laughs> I was like no! just, a, just a few sheep, it'll be fine. But it turns out my, my cousin who he let the field that surrounding the vineyard had put uh, 160 ewes in it, had just been shorn and it was like a windy, stormy night and they like bash through the fence. Oh, God.
2: And, uh, was...
1: and they, and like, and this is mid, mid summer, so they're all out in leaf and like, and like, they, they'd eaten everything. Ripped like, <gasps>
0: Oh it my it be, God. Floor,
1: all of the trunks looked like a, like a, like a cocktail stick that had been chewed. <laughs> it was like, like, meanwhile
0: the sheep had the best day of their life oh, oh, they loved it you
1: know it's a real treat for them best
0: day ever. But,
1: so it's just like when i went to work it was just like oh jesus because that's um yeah you're 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 with, with vines you, you you're kind of trying, trying to create quite a specific structure in the plant to to you know to to do certain things so i don't think the sheep had signed up to all the pruning courses i had gone to and how they, dare
0: they they were
1: <laughs> they were quite they were very uh, yeah very just dis- yeah. Well, they, they just they just ruined they it, they mashed it, it up. Yeah, they yeah. Ate everything. So um that was a bit of a setback, a bit of a blow, really, because what we were wanting to do there is just seeing whether we can get some grapes to make some wine to see right. if this really looks like a viable like like project or thing. To
2: yeah, yeah, just to be able to have a bottle at the end of it and and try it and say this is we can do this. We yeah, can move forward and expand. Yeah, cetera. yeah.
1: So that that was a bit of a blow.
0: So, did you have to replant new vines, or I mean, they—they're the amazing. Grow back for the next year, or something like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, well, they—they they did grow back. They—they they reshoot. They started shooting again, like within like within a month or so, and there was um, they started to grow again. And then, like amazingly, the next year, because the year the let's say one year influences the the grapes that you get the following year. So, all of the energy that goes into the buds, you know, in one year, will be reflected in the grapes that grow the subsequent year. Mm-hmm. So, if partway through the year your entire plant gets eaten by a sheep, there isn't there's not a great deal of buds there for to you know to be projected into the following year. However, amazingly, in 2020, one of the varieties actually cropped some wine, and we, we were able to make about 50 bottles.
2: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: it's just it's a miracle, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that, I think that was the that was the moment. Then we were like, wow this this we maybe yeah yeah we should maybe think more about this and, and really sort of try and push ahead yeah, with it
2: yeah so Just be literally be able to try something
1: <laughs> hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands and the best part
0: So yeah. now you're on the journey, you're growing grapes, you're making wine, and you have a holiday cottage on site that you rent out to visitors, yes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That is um, It's something that uh, your parents started. So your parents were
2: ahead of the game when it came to farm diversification, yeah. I'd say, like a long time ago.
1: 40 years 40 ago.
2: 40 years ago. <laughs> They've been in the holiday let uh, business as well as the sheep farm. And it's a gorgeous little cottage down a lane with a
0: vineyard on one side and a brick on the other side. It's really cute. And we'll, yeah. link, we'll link to it so people know that they can come for a visit if they want to come hang out with oh, are yeah, listening to this. It. Good idea. <laughs> okay, so right now it's 10.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. James, you said you've been out chopping wood all morning. <laughs> give, us a, give us a picture of, like, an average day for you.
1: Uh. I was, I was I was taking a mick there. I mean. <laughs> oh I didn't know if
0: that was real or not. That I could have been something you did all morning.
1: <laughs> I dropped the kids off and had a coffee. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say, like, a, it really. I think, for, in terms of the within the vineyard, like what a day looks like, really, really varies as the time of year. So this time of year, it's pruning time, essentially. So you sort of remove all of the last year's growth, and then and then sort of lay down a cane. You know, for for this year's to the you know foliage and, and grapes to grow from. So, so that's that's probably the key job. You, you know, it's just working around the weather and working around the uh, the season. I, I guess that's that's the probably key key differential from like working in an office is the mm-hmm. things that you do are, are both seasonal and weather dependent. So, you know, it yeah, completely tight. <laughs> it? Yeah, so yeah. like you know, certain parts of the year are particularly busy, and certain parts of the year are are not. So. It's, it's I guess it's relatively hard to say what a typical day is because I think they 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 do they do vary. So in like in the summer there's a lot to do around sort of managing the foliage and, and maybe spraying the vineyard to keep um, you know pests and sort of fungal diseases etc under under control. So yeah, it, it really really varies uh, through the year.
2: But I think that's the great thing about it in a way, because even because I kind of do more of the marketing side and obviously hands on when, you know, we need to do pruning, it's like jobs that need to be done and having like bodies in the field to get mm. them done, always, always helpful. But I think it's great. It really does vary day to day according to the weather and what needs to be done. Or yeah,
0: yeah, you can never quite know what might pop up. Do you like that? I mean, that's yeah. a big change from working for in an office and working at kind of nine to five in the
1: city.
2: Yeah, 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 I really enjoy it. I think because, uh, well, I, I don't
1: know about you, oh, I hate it, I hate it. I wish, wish I was yeah. back in my desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had enough of this.
2: I guess it means the onus is on you, as you know,
1: all too well, Alicia,
2: I guess, that, you know, the onus is on you to drive things forward yeah. and to make things happen and to stay motivated and, to, like, use all the hours that you can to, to push on to be able to, you know, achieve the things you want to do. Because if you, if you don't do things and Then, then they obviously happens. just like
0: happen <laughs> So, um, has it required a big? I, I imagine that it's very a very physically taxing job, or at least parts of it are very physically taxing. Like, re, is that true? And is that something you were expecting, or is am I like again? I'm in the Netflix, yeah, <laughs> winemaking <it's>, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be the farm management stuff
1: that's probably the more. Yeah, I think that's quite physical. It's, it's quite. It's not too. But I mean, I don't mind. I'm quite like you enjoy. I, you really like, like it. I can't yeah. very hearty. Oh, yeah re- yeah re- 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 very hardy <laughs> very yeah uh, yeah no I don't any any of that sort of physical stuff I quite enjoy really I I don't mind being up you know busy and doing stuff mm. um,
2: yeah there's not it's not often that you're sat down of a day for long periods of time per se like you know there's always something to do outside or around
1: yeah so but like in terms of like specific vineyard mm. work it it's not necessarily yeah that physical it, it could be sort of maybe sort of repetitive which mm. <laughs> you like and the the tasks aren't that like you know they have to lift that much so no not not too bad I mean it's 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 sometimes a good opportunity to play through some um, some podcasts or or like audiobooks or something so but yeah no not not too um not too well
2: I don't know as someone who hasn't grown up on a farm like um there's certain things that when you do composting we did we were doing that by hand and using a shovel and like Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know there's certain things that are repaired like you have to like compost you know 1500 plants oh, with a shovel yeah <laughs> you know I haven't done that before and yeah. you know that does
1: I, I it's guess quite it's a different of, thing
2: to do but. like
1: growing up on a farm you kind of see a lot of extremely physical activity yeah. so it's just like I think it's relatively You're just mild to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like work but I guess yeah if you've never been there and seen that then
2: yeah to me it's yeah,
1: yeah. I think yeah, it's it's fine, and we don't. I, I don't sort of. I don't mind it. Quite enjoy it, to be honest.
2: Yeah, you do see. You do see people like you know your family, like ex- expanded family, who are farmers and farming, and they're just really fit. Yeah, just, just naturally quite fit.
1: Yeah, yeah they don't. Because... They don't tend to stop working. Either, yeah, so my well, aunt, I
0: mean it's fascinating because like your day today is not sitting in front of a screen, which sounds really nice a lot of the time. (laughs) Although the composting sounds less nice, but a lot of it, a lot of it does sound quite good. What, what do you think has been the biggest surprise in this transition period of leaving the city, moving to the country, opening the vineyard?
1: Uh, I think first, like we, we kind of moved, like I, I moved away from the area like in 2000. So a lot of my friends then disappeared, you know, disappeared all went off to university and some, and most of the people didn't come back you mm-hmm. know they've they moved on or elsewhere um so i guess it's it's more from like a social like ha- like having to like create a new friend groups and like you know connect with new people that you know and um that's been quite surprisingly easy you know cuz actually lots of people have kind of done done this they've gone to cities and then they've moved back especially mm-hmm. now post covid it's kind of you know that you know more of an influx of of sort of people yeah. who who have sort of like interesting backgrounds and have gone and done lots of different things and then moved back to this area because I, I think I was like slightly fearful of like when when we moved back that it would just be like hang out with some really local people in like. <laughs> Talking about the lamb trade. Oh, we used to sell some sheep this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. very good, very good. <laughs> Not just to, to mock all of the local yeah. people, but but it's been it's been like uh, I I guess that's surprising in a way how many people who well actually it turns out lived in South London like we did. Uh, oh my we, gosh
2: it's, all, it's like it's almost like a running joke now like there's like people lived in like, like yeah, <laughs> Camerwell. Camerwell will, uh, that's so funny yeah yeah and it's I, I was gonna say I agree with that I think meeting uh having like a really good friendship group of people that we've just been really fortunate to meet I think having two young kids same or having one that we moved really close time to when we had our first baby and I think that helps to meet people but I think we it kind of was surprising I don't think we we're expecting to yeah make good friendships as you have.
1: Because I guess that's the that's the uh, yeah key difference with the city is that, you know there's a lot of people around in a city and you can probably always find someone to go and see or hang out with. Mm. But I guess you probably have to be a little bit more purposeful about you know meeting up or like making you know doing things rather than just sort of you'll hang out and find you know you'll find someone to hang out with in, in the city. So you know, everyone, everyone—not everyone—lives in the same place, and there isn't public transport to go between everyone, so it's a lot more driving and
2: yeah. and,
1: and those, those sorts of things. But I guess, the, I guess, the key point—the differential—was that we had a child when we moved here, and we didn't have any kids in London. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like you draw—it's quite a clear line you draw between the two. It's just like London was just um, pre pre children, yeah. pre children like,
0: um, life, yeah,
1: just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The countryside post children or yeah. with children. Um, life which is yeah. which is which is great so like you know yeah you can just go out and well, especially like during during covid it was great because you just like go on a walk you know yeah really i mean like, you did like, you
0: really timed that extremely yeah. well for a global pandemic where we
1: weren't yeah, yeah. We were nice settled. <laughs> yeah. it but, was um, really
0: good planning on your part
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: what what would you say are the best and the worst things about your job
1: I think the best thing is your is there's like there's no limit to what you can do in that you know in in some ways you can roughly what you can dream up you know I'd say like oh let's make we can plant X Y and Z vines and maybe make this wine hopefully we'll market it or we can set up a, a whatever some kind of tasting room and then we could hold events there you know so in terms of like opportunities I think that's that's like one of the best things is that you know your future is just determined by your your imagination the sorts of things you can do obviously there's limitations on like how how you fund it etc but Mm. that's that feels like like one of the best things you've got like a vision and it's it's just it's just a a matter of sort of working towards that and and sort of delivering it whereas you know in, in a in a day job then all of the you know you're shuffling around office office politics and trying to like you know grease your way up the pole etc to, mm. yeah. to get to get those advances and then uh the biggest drawback I guess it's I guess we're, we're probably still at the infancy of the businesses generally so it's kind of like we're not necessarily making a lot of money mm. <laughs> so it's kind of like that sort of initial steps to make making a comfortable living from from these businesses I think that's that's the biggest drawback at the yeah moment.
2: it's daunting isn't it so I guess like the you get the autonomy, the good thing of having autonomy mm-hmm. being able to you know make your ideas be realized without knowing exactly what you're doing yeah. <laughs> at every stage yeah like I used to work at a startup and I feel that like every day it was kind of like that as in you'd you know you'd have like high you you know aim high and do whatever you could to get there as quickly as you possibly could. Right. Everything needed to be done yesterday, but then you'd still you'd make incremental things happen, and then overall you'd you'd build you'd build something amazing. So I guess it's kind of yeah. There's great parts, but then I think I think yeah, the daunting parts, and then it's like the will this work? Yeah. Is this the right thing? Uh. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I guess it's a we we we're, we're not tra- I'm not trained we're not trained viticulture so we don't don't really know what we're doing how was the
0: how was the first bottle? <laughs>
1: how
0: did it taste it's
2: yeah. great it's really yeah, good yeah. yeah i mean we should give credit we do have um, one of the amazing people that we're fortunate to meet uh living here is uh another couple who also run a vineyard locally and oh my
0: god and, wow uh, it's can. becoming a hub yeah I know
2: yes. I know honestly the conversation when me and my friend first met with our babies in the doctors and then we went for a coffee and she was like so yeah we have a, I have been vineyard with my husband and I was like so do I she's <laughs> like what <laughs> like really yeah yeah she's just like I've never heard anyone say that before that's so funny Yeah. yeah. But so um yeah they make they we yeah, work with them to make the wine
1: yeah and uh, he's he's actually got like a, an actual background he's like a degree in viticulture and, and enology, so he's actually Oh, wine. what a
0: helpful friend to have! I know that's <laughs> So yeah, so he, he,
1: he makes our wine, and like we we hang out quite a lot, just like geek out and chat, chat, chat vineyard, which is which is really helpful. But I think you know, I, don't, I guess both of us don't mind not knowing how to do something. I think we kind of yeah, yeah. we're fully resourceful and we'll just be like, well, we can we're probably working out yeah. and and you know. It's not the most complicated thing in the world running a vineyard and a holiday let business, and I'm not exactly like I don't know, doing en- engineering a rocket. No, or rock I mean, here. We'll, no like, but
2: I guess uh, I guess we're fortunate. That, like it's your parents' farm as well, so it's yeah. like there was like a, a base point from which
1: yeah we could yeah, yeah, try yeah. and mm.
2: something with. Yeah, rather than we helps. haven't had to take a huge risk with like purchasing land. No, or, that definitely but, helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, although you can rent, you, can, you don't have to purchase land. So no. that,
2: you? but you know, for example.
0: What advice do you have for someone who's listening to this and has decided they're ready to move to Wales and open their own vineyard? Come, come, come. But I mean, you guys, you you know, you guys really, you made a huge life pivot. You made a huge change in your lives. What advice do you have for somebody that's maybe thinking about
1: the same thing? Don't think about it too much. Just do it, I think. Yeah. I think you could like, if... If I'd contacted, I did contact that consultant, and he gave me his price, and I was just like, <laughs>
2: that, "That was enough." I'll right <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, th-
1: I think he would have said no. Uh, he would have probably said, "Oh, you could probably go great with some real like struggle, you know, maybe try and find a different, better site somewhere else." But I didn't want to, so yeah, it's yeah. like, so I, I think like we we're going to do it anyway. So I think, I think it's, um, yeah, just 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 around, maybe don't over over analyze what you're trying to yeah. do and if, if there's something you really want to do and believe in it then just do it and not and not sort of you can probably if you can if,
2: rationalize yourself out, out, of out of making that
1: decision yeah so and like i think we always thought like if it all went absolutely tits up we could just move back to london yeah. <laughs> So it's like yeah. tail, with, tail between <laughs> yeah, legs exactly. get our old jobs back and just yeah. be like we didn't like the city <laughs> <laughs> we the did we didn't like the country yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's like all of these things. I think in life, it's sort of you can always change it if if you don't like it, you can always go and do something else. I think maybe people, I, I think it's quite easy to be like, this is the only thing I can yeah. do, and this yeah. is this is the path I'm on, and there's no way that I can deviate from it because oh my gosh, if I if I give this job up, there's no way I'm going to get a job anywhere that's <laughs> yeah, it was this one, and no, you probably you, you might or you might not, you might get a better job or. Yeah, and
2: there's not job security, isn't so much of you know. You know, I mean, it's uh, long gone of the days where you know there's few vocations you can have for life, and if you happen to enjoy it for all your life, that's brilliant. But I do think that's quite rare.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I interestingly, I my whole career in science, I only once and I've only once ever had a permanent contract, um, which is at my last job Mm, before we moved, and I. And uh, I I actually quit within two months of them giving. I mean, I was kind of pestering them to get a permanent contract the whole time. And then they gave me one and I quit. So, (laughs) 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 bye.
0: Oh my God. Well, you you guys have done the most amazing, extraordinary thing. I'm so excited to see where your journey goes next. And thank you so much for coming on to chat with me today.
1: Oh, thanks Thanks for having us. It's been good fun.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Quit Your Day Job. We are produced by Zibi Audio and want to send a huge thanks to Zibi Owens, Chelsea Grogan, and the team at Texture Sound for their support. Don't forget to buy your copy of my What If Year, which is out now. You can also sign up for my mailing list on aliciafmiranda.com or find me on Instagram at aliciafmiranda. It's the best place to hear about future podcasts and, of course, memes about Gilmore Girls. And if you decide to quit your day job, please share that too.